It's gone crazy. And we're just trying to keep up. Bob and Zip. It's Bob and Zip with Ed Kelly. How is everybody? Doing All right. Well. Day two of the RNC. Everything's great. Oh, <laughs> you are such a you are such a classic. I don't want to say old man, so I'll say geezer. I'm not. But I guess I watching am. Watching the know conventions what? to get irritated. I, I, I guess I. It's so weird. I guess I have actually slipped into an elderly status. I, yeah. I didn't think I ever would, but I'm there, and it's scary. Well, what's funny is uh, I'm not watching any of it. Of course, I'm I'm uh, contrarian anyway. Yes, but if if any news story begins with the words Tiffany Trump, I just don't <laughs> think it needs to be read by me. It, uh, it it remains the greatest show on earth. Uh, of I course it is. That. Tiffany yes. Trump gives fiery speech against media and tech firms. Oh, right. um, uh, and you know Eric Trump. There's a whole bunch of Trumps tonight. Uh, <laughs> that, that's all I need to know. And I've already made up my mind and I'm done arguing with people. And I figure my little bit to do in this world is to just go in and vote. And, yeah. uh, I haven't decided if I'll go in in person or I'll, I, I did sign up for, what do they call those? Cheating ballots. I signed up for one of those. <laughs> the mail-ins. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I may fill it out and then just bring it to the polling place wearing my mask. But I was going to say, uh, you better check and make sure your mailbox is still at the end of your drive. It's <laughs> yeah. <pretty gone>. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it's all, uh, 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 this reality show is just, there's so much good stuff on Netflix that I, yeah. I can't watch the news channels. There's nothing on there. You know and something? You're like the fifth person today that I've talked to is that I can't watch it. I'm no. watching Netflix. People have bailed. Well, so let me tell you how my day started. This morning, Lisa came up to me and said, did you see the story of the drug that cures COVID-19? <laughs> and I'm like, did I oh, see the story? <laughs> And what had happened is a friend of hers on um, on Facebook had said, Google this, it's amazing. And there is a story saying um, that this drug is a cure and it's it's like got an official news logo and the news channel is like OAA. Have you heard of that? No. <laughs> Neither have I. <laughs> and so when I Googled the story... It was on this OAA news or whatever that is. And I might not even have that right. And anyway, I looked at the story and I went, well, and its story said that double blind studies have been re repeated, that this particular drug is, uh, I think it's curing it in Australia. And, you know, it's hard for stuff from Australia to get here, so it would have to come on some little news network because, you know, mm. we're not connected to Australia. It's very far right. away. Right. Uh, and there's water between us and Australia. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of water. And it's very deep, so there's no way. Yeah. You know. Anyway, it's, it's just from this uh, stupid um, cure. And, and so uh, – here, here's a story in Newsweek about it. Testing of coronavirus cure set to start in Australia in weeks. Now, hmm. is this uh, the same thing? Anyway, it, like this morning, everyone on Facebook thought this was the cure. And I looked at it and I went, that's fake. Yeah. And she was like, oh, well, I really wanted to believe it. And I'm like, yeah, that's how fake news works. You want to believe it. <laughs> 
Yeah. And she bit she bit hard at hook, line, and sinker, too. Oh, yeah. I'm trying to remember yeah. the name of the draw. I almost don't want to say it because I don't want to give it any... Um, and by the way, but here it is, the end of the day, and I can't find it anymore. Huh. That's how... It happens to men your age, I'm saying. Well, the news cycle is like, no, that was a fake <laughs> one. We skipped over oh. that. There's another medication that's, uh, that's a replacement for that uh, blue diamond. It's called Mydixadryl. I don't know if you've Mydixadryl? seen Mydixadryl? Yeah. <laughs> oh, Tell me how Mydixadryl works. <laughs> right into the crapper and the early going. Yeah. Yeah. If you're finding yourself soft in the morning and in the evening and in midday, try Mydixadryl. <laughs> Mydixadryl. <laughs> the one pill that will make you young again. I love it. And again and again. That's awesome. Oh, All right, let's see what she said. Uh, Great bit. Great drill bit. Yeah. <laughs> drill bit. Yeah, I can't find it. And it's funny. So you, you see some fake news story and you want to call it call it out, and then you can't find it later in the day yeah. because it wasn't Fake true. news. Fake, well, fake and, podcast news. And, and what's interesting is when the story says it's been double blind studied, it's science, this and that, somewhere uh -huh. in the story you have to n mention who did the study. And, uh, and a lot of news channels do that now. They just say something as if it's true, and then they don't give you any who, what, where, when. Remember, you learned that in school? Yes, in, in journalism. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, I just, I'm so sick of the news. I honestly think the news, most of it is fake. And, um, you know, it, it just, it, it feels like a, um, a dangerous place. Yeah, it does. It's kind of fraught. It's like a landmine. Mm. It's, you know, it's like a minefield. And, and not the video kind. Yeah, and since I can't actually fix either the Democratic or the Republican parties, right. like if I could fix them both, I would say, hey, Republicans, uh, remember you had values? Like, let's list some of those values and let's find yeah. someone that can talk about them really well and let's work towards your values. I like Republicans. Not uh, now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but for Democrats, I would go, hey, remember last time when you ran a candidate that had a fatal flaw because everybody hated her? And is this the best you could come up with? Some 77-year-old guy who's a nice guy, but it looks like he got the nomination only because you're afraid for anybody to have a strong opinion and go after, you know, Donald Trump. And so, like, Biden, to me, I mean, he's like the the temp. Yes. The temp yes. pope. When I you agree. put a pope in there and he's already 90. <laughs> They're not letting the smoke out of the chimney yet. No, for, he's not going to be Joe. the pope for that long. <laughs> and that's okay. And, and you know, Democrats like, it's, I like both Republicans and Democrats. The people aren't the problem. It's the way no. they're brainwashed and hypnotized. And it's also how you completely, like everybody completely loses all their values. Like, yes. And, you know, is pissed off at everybody else, so. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm good. I'm, I mean, I'm going to vote for Joe Biden only because he's the uh, evil of two le less evil of two lessers, to, in my view. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, it's a default uh, reflex is what you're saying. But there's nobody that excites me that's saying good stuff about. I mean, look, we are a, an amazing species. Look at what we've done with this planet. And um, could we make sure that people don't die unnecessarily? Of course we could. If we can build a war machine that has unlimited funding, of course we can make people healthy. It's yeah. a piece of cake. And by the way, let me say this. Healthcare doesn't cost money. Uh, healthy people what you, what, buy shit. 
Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, seriously. If it, and it should be a human right. It shouldn't be a for-profit thing. You yeah, know? I hate saying human right because that makes you feel like we should have some. And and apparently these days... <laughs> no, we're not entitled anymore. Not, like, I would like to at least know what human rights we should have because, uh, you know, there aren't any really spoken... And that's... We're not talking about that. We're not talking about all the good stuff. We're just talking about why the other side is bad. So, yeah. Yeah. I'm pissed That's off. Sad, really. Yeah. Uh, let's see what else is going on today. Stuff that has nothing to do with politics. Okay. Here's a here's a sad headline from the Mirror in the UK. Uh-huh. Birthday party for girl, thirteen, turns into irresponsible all night acid techno rave. Oh my god! <laughs> they grow up so fast, don't they, Bob? Yeah. And, by, and, and by the way. Is the word irresponsible needed as a modifier there? Is <laughs> there a necessary. way to have a responsible all-night acid rave for a 13? Whatever happened to tight writing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Police were oh, called man. out to deal with this party in North Yorkshire after it got out of control. Music was heard for miles. Hey. Wow. Yeah. Don't, don't be knocking the who. If it's too, if it's too <laughs> loud, you're too old. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but it was a, a child's birthday party. It got out of control. It was all-night techno rave the leader of the district council condemned the extremely irresponsible people behind the party uh it kept residents awake all night saturday august 22nd and sunday august 23rd uh 20 complaints were made to the police wait a second you said people behind the party parents right yes yeah of course do you think the 13 year old said all of this no i was just gonna see you said 13 year old went on tiktok and said hey get it on yes yeah, the parents oh, paid for this ginormous sound system wow. for a 13-year-old's party. And um, Well, you got to bump louder than anybody else on the block, after all. Mm. <laughs> got to have that volume. <clears throat> uh, many uh, police turned up and gave advice, and it wasn't followed, and then they had to issue a dispersal order, order after warnings were ignored. That, does, that still sounds like not enough. Uh, who was arrested, I want to know. Well, the thing is, the parents didn't, this is kind of like the the videos that we see of people, you know, the police videos. Until we see the actual footage, it's, it's easy to just make a, a snap conclusion. The fact is, they may have thought that it was perfectly fine. And then some ne'er-do-well at the party pulled out the drugs, you know. It's the way it used to happen in the ones I went to. That's how the drug <laughs> turn happens. But when you do yes. a techno rave and um, you when you buy the kind of sound system... It makes yeah, it impossible to talk. There's only one reason for that, and that's because everyone's too high to talk. Now, wait a sec. So they <laughs> sent out invitations like, hey, you're invited <laughs> to an all-night rave party. You know, check here, and come on. Well, I didn't get an invitation, parents? but, yeah, it seems that everybody <laughs> knew what it was. You didn't get invited, Bob? No. Poor guy. No. <laughs> She's no Greta Thunberg, I can tell you that, this girl. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't Greta, like, 13, too? <laughs> uh, I think she might be older now, but uh, probably. Yeah. Okay. Uh, She's got her own column in Rolling Stone. You got to give her credit. You, yeah. you know, M- moving along in Texas, uh, Texas cops interrogated a black man at an ATM. And uh, they said, prove those credit cards are yours. And his, I wow. guess his uh, transactions were being denied. And I'm not, I have some interesting thoughts about this because 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Police, police should police black men as well as white men, and and with the same standards. I obviously, mm-hmm. um, but what he's saying it's racist. But basically, a patron in the convenience store who was in line behind him found that his transactions kept getting denied. Yeah. And so they said, hey, this guy's acting suspicious at the ATM. I'm not sure those are his credit cards. Now, he's saying, you only asked me because I'm black. Um, but that isn't... Uh, anyway, the, what he said was he was in a rush to help his wife whose car keys had broke... Car, he said, had broken down. Yeah. And uh, the man said, why are the cops making such a fuss? At one point, the officer did ask a racist question. What are you doing here in the suburbs? Yeah, great. <laughs> well, yeah, that's that's the thing, and you know we have we have two uh, black staff members on the radio show, and a lady called in today, and it was just it was just embarrassing. She's because they, you know, the host had, had put out some audio from the from the seven, you know, the, the shot where the cop had killed shot the guy seven times in the back, and you could oh, hear the audio, and yeah. it just it made my throat tight, you know, mm. and then uh, he threw open the phones, and a, and a girl comes, an older woman comes on, and she said, you know, if these black people would just put down the weapon, and she just went off <laughs> on this racist oh rant, it was, you know, and Kenny just like, hold on, hold up, hold up, hold up, and he just, he was going to lay into her, and then the ref stepped in and stopped the fight, but you know, afterwards, he did bring up a video. He said, look, if, you know, if you're going to have a system, it's got to be equally dispersed. And he played a video of a white dude who, who basically had a, a machete and was going at the lady cop. And she just kept backing away saying, drop the weapon, drop the weapon, drop the weapon. If right. that was a white dude, she, they would have wasted him. Mm. They would have wasted yeah. him. You, if oh, it was a you black guy. It, you think it re- worked in a reverse way because they're afraid to... Hell yeah. Huh. Yeah, they will not take out a white guy. They don't they half the time won't think twice if he's black because it's innate fear of the unknown. Mm. And it's and it's, mm. and it's it really is racism mm. at the end of the day. Well, you being opinion. from Detroit like I'm gives you street cred to me even though no, you've I'm probably never been on the streets. Oh, please. I grew up in the projects. <laughs> <laughs> and do I do you, go down the streets. Yeah. Yeah. Do you walk on the streets at night? Yeah, and I keep my I keep a pocket full of ones because you know you know you're going to be hit on, and you say, hey, sometimes you you try to offer and, and to get them something, you walk them over to Quiznos Subways wherever, mm-hmm. and you buy them something to eat as opposed to feeding a, a habit instead of handing them cash. But if you don't yeah, have time, or yeah. if you know they're genuinely destitute because you know them from the street, like a, a few of them you get to know from the from the exit ramps and the entrance ramps, mm-hmm. you spiff them. You know, it's not it yeah. doesn't hurt. It's a buck. You, I stick the ones in the visor, you know, yeah. between them. There's Jeez. a little clip that holds sunglasses, and I just put ones and fives in there because that's just the easy. I mean, at least you know it's going to the people. Well, and if Unlike you happen radio to stations. accidentally wander into a strip club, you're also prepared. Right? <laughs> yeah, unless you're in Canada because <laughs> oh, they replaced the, the ones with coins. The yeah. poor girls got all bruised. <laughs> that's funny. I've been in yeah. a strip club one time in Vancouver, British Columbia. Uh-huh. Well, at least it was a Canadian strip club. Uh, it, well, it was. And there was, uh, I'm trying to remember why I did it. I, I'm very uncomfortable in places like, well, Probably now dare. now we're talking decades. Said the man who organized nude stock yeah. in Seattle. <laughs> yeah, but that was different. That was an oh, organic. Oh, different. Yeah, that was an organic, you know, beach party. That's, that's uh-huh. different from a strip club. I mean, a strip okay. club is objectifying uh, beautiful women. And by the way, you saw the naked people at Nudestock. There was nothing to objectify 
with a lot well, of the band looked great the girl in the band looked great you know. oh just, except for when you were objectifying what i'm saying <laughs> yes <laughs> and, and it was a different kind of thing but it but was. the strip club i get it i i always felt i felt sad about strip clubs the same way i feel sad about cable tv i watch people like i would go in we would go to a radio convention every year called morning show boot camp and it was oh don anthony you remember that yes. It was yeah, morning yeah. shows from everywhere. And hi, it's me, Don Anthony. How are you guys? You fine? <laughs> yeah, that's what he sounds like. He's a good guy. Really a great guy for morning shows because yeah. no one else cared great about guy. morning shows and got them together. And we would all share and uh, tips and tricks. And um, anyway, at some point, at first it was in Atlanta. And Don would always put it in some city in the off season uh, so that the morning shows yeah. could afford the cheap hotels. And so finally he right. figured out that New Orleans was the cheapest place to have this in August. Oh, I loved when they had it in New Orleans. Mm. And so anyway, I'm in New Orleans. There's another a DJ there, a guy named BJ Shea, who's still on the radio in Seattle. Yep. Yes, he is. And uh, and BJ and I, uh, well, the, the crowd we hang out with would, would go to strip clubs, like it was a yeah. thing, like even with that was standard procedure for morning show boot camp. It, with it girlfriends was. and wives and everything, oh just, yeah. You know, yeah, admire the beauty and and BJ and I were, were like, I remember one year he was like, you know, there's a new Star Trek movie out. Would you like to go see that? And I'm going, yeah, I'll be your date. Let's go. <laughs> and we passed on the strip club for the Star Trek movie, mm-hmm. um, and it was a terrible Star Trek movie too. The old ones were really bad. But anyway, we get back. And here we are in New Orleans, and now it's like 10, 30, 11 o'clock. And we're walking, and we walk by one of these clubs, and he says, let's go in and just goof on the on the people. <laughs> and I'm like, sure, I'll, I'll go in with you. And so he was, uh, he's he's very good at this kind of thing, whereas I'm more or less uncomfortable. But he was, he, he was you know, talking to the gal, and he was like, oh, well, so what's on the menu? <laughs> <laughs> you're looking at it <laughs> yeah what he wanted to do is is uh, uh, and i shouldn't say he because I, I i'm making this out like i wasn't even there yeah which was, <laughs> suits me well he may remember it as if he wasn't even there but exactly revisionist yeah but the idea was to negotiate but never actually close a deal. <laughs> That's just torture. That's cruel. Well, but think about it. That's Strippers what they are people do. too, you know. Yeah, but that's what they do to the guys too. That's Their job true. is to that's... keep you there. But you know that going in. Yeah, buying them drinks and all of that. So, I, and I just remember, I think that's maybe the last time I ever went, uh, except for Canada. <laughs> I don't know if it was before or after, because I, I remember looking at the guys, looking at the girls. Uh-huh. And thinking, this is really sad. <laughs> it's just very I sad. I think sex work in, in general is, is sad, but I also think it's, it's um, you know, it's some, some people's only resort. Yes. Yeah. And some people true. choose that, true. that work. Some people choose that work because it's easy, it's fast, and it's lucrative. Yes. So, well, and again, know. so when you use the phrase sex work, that involves a lot of things. Uh, not all of which I yeah, it have does. sworn it off absolutely of. absolutely does. So, um, <laughs> wow, he just Too tipped his hand. Did he tip? Well, oh, man. look, look uh, uh, a peek in the bob. to me, it's sad to see a bunch of guys. I, I, I likened it to being at the zoo and 
Only the animals are outside the cage. <laughs> and that was sad. So, no, that was a format for radio, Bob. Yeah, but when it when it comes yeah. to um, you know um, people providing a service, I think it should be legal and it should be safe and it should be regulated. I agree. You should keep the. Um, what is it the, the thing that they tried to say oh the human trafficking uh, away yeah. they tried to say that about robert Kraft, but they just made it up apparently yeah. from everything i've read so yeah it's a whole <laughs> i mean look um men are always going to have man urges i think i could safely not go out too far on a limb and say yeah. that um and women um you know, some women would like to provide a service. I, I think that's fine. But there's just something really sad about a whole group of men, you know. And I guess maybe not. And it's probably, it's probably something wrong with my thinking because, you know, dancing is an art. There's nothing yes. to me morally wrong with naked dancing. Mm. Um, wrong is a strong position. Yeah. I don't. Yeah, I don't think it's wrong. I don't think your thinking is wrong-headed. I just think. Nah. You're formed by your Catholic upbringing is what it is. Anyway, Sister well, Mary, if, smack your knuckles. Wouldn't yeah, approve. Yeah. Well, I, if and he, that is if, true, too. Yeah. If you yeah. back it up several dozen decades, it would have been yeah. what? Burlesque, right? Right. Kind of? And, essentially. Yeah, that, and that was tacky. <laughs> but even yeah. going to Vegas, my wife and I went to a topless burlesque show in Vegas once. And yeah. you knew going, but you're sitting there with your wife, and you're and you're you know you're yes. having dinner in, in these fancy costumes. And that adds cred. Yeah, they make it yes. more artistic. No, in Paris, over and show me the starfish. The starfish. Wow. I thought you wanted to open your beer, Bob. You know what I'm saying. Anyway, and I'm conflicted. Yeah, obviously. I, I, you know, I, I, I yeah. want to be a feminist. I want to be respect women and love women. And uh, by the other, by the same token, I, I don't want to stop women from doing something if they want to do it and make some money. Well, as long as good. as long yeah. as they have great health care uh, and as long as you know they're represented by a union you know what i mean i like to put in all sorts of qualifiers which now, really is, is a lot like a feather boa when you think about it so it's is it amsterdam where it's still legal right uh well amsterdam yes amsterdam yes. is the tourism place to go which i've never been to yeah that's it's a mall you go to the mall it's street with girls no one Hey Ed, you're uh, cutting I mean, in and out I've a little uh, today I on didn't, the internet. Make a purchase. Are you there, Ed? I, you were cutting out too on my end. Was I cutting out? Yes. Can I think you hear me? At, but but I was I cutting out for you. Yeah. You, the feed uh, is coming. I I couldn't yes. tell who was cutting out. It was Somebody Ed. Was it was Ed. Ed, That's fine. Ed farted. I didn't. <laughs> anyway, you, there might be somebody. <laughs> Do you have somebody over uh, watching Netflix or something? Because there's something going on with your internet. I do, I do not. No, no. Okay. no. I'm a solo act tonight. Anyway, uh, back back to that. Um, I don't know what to the say. The non-solo act. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> I do. Well, what's the difference between between a prostitute and a sex surrogate? Tell me that. I'm interested. Uh, One has a degree. Other than that. 
Well, the word to prostitute is has nothing to do with sex, by the way. All right. Yeah, I mean, the, the verb, right? Right. Right. Uh, I've prostituted myself for mattress companies, and I, cable TV I, I companies. I have pimped myself for products as well. Yeah. Yes. Um, so it just means, uh, let's see, the Merriam-Webster definition. Okay. <laughs> Over to a nearby dictionary. Um, <laughs> right. Jeez. Yeah, they pretty Look that much up go, your funk they, and wagnall. They pretty much go with the sex one, I hear. Uh, Most common Oh, here we go. Okay, so the word, the definition of prostitute, yes. aside from having sex in exchange for pay, yes. is a person, such as a writer or a painter, who deliberately debases his or her talents for money. Ah. Ooh, that's a pretty. Well, that's broad pretty much the entire rush. advertising industry, isn't it? It's kind of lumping us all Avenue. together here, folks. Yeah. Wow. It's a kumbaya for uh, all. Well, in other words, it, so that the word itself is negative, yeah. but it doesn't necessarily just apply yeah. to sex. And they may add an alternate meaning as the, meaning rather as they're prone to do as things get used for different things. Right. Anyway, it's a, it's a, it's a, it, so a sex surrogate is a therapist who's trying to help you have good sex. And if her talent is as, or his talent, uh, um, I have to assume it can go either way. If, there, <laughs> if their talent is to bring about your healing and increase your self-confidence, then it's definitely not a prostitute. Would you agree? Well, the, yeah, well, strippers do that, and they, yeah. they, don't, they don't have a degree either. You know, I mean, <laughs> if sex for money is prostitution, there isn't a single one of us here who hasn't bought someone. But I can't even argue with you. You're way too broad-minded. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> I, I, I mean, you know. Marriage is the worst deal going. <laughs> <laughs> I hope Lisa doesn't listen to this one. <laughs> well, but I mean, you know what I'm saying. It's like, yes, it, it, I, I love her and I love I being married, but it, it is half of everything I own. And <laughs> it's cheaper there, to keep her. And there is no guarantee of on any given night. So Life, life holds few guarantees and even mm. fewer authorized service centers. Yeah, death and taxes. So <laughs> mm -hmm. anyway, I don't know how we got on that, but. What, was that related to a story we were talking about? Yeah, uh, um, I think it was. Welcome to the Continuity Show. <laughs> okay, let's talk about Jerry Falwell because um, this is confusing. Well, that's a related me. story. Well, of. Liberty University President <laughs> it Jerry. It is, it really is. Yeah, yeah. We'll, on, yeah. we'll stay on sex for a while, uh, okay. inappropriate or otherwise. Liberty University President Jerry Falwell Jr. resigned Tuesday after explosive new allegations emerged that he and his wife had an inappropriate sexual relationship with a man who was their business partner. Falwell initially agreed to resign Monday, then refused to do so, but then he reversed himself again Monday night, telling the Wall Street Journal that he had uh, submitted his resignation letter. So what happened? Well, allegations emerged of a years-long sexual relationship involving his wife and a business partner. Now, my first thought when I read a sentence like that is, because I am fairly open-minded, it's like, hmm. and that's anybody's business because, oh, because he's like, he's a university president. And he's also the son of, you know, Jerry Falwell. Yeah. 
Yeah. But and, I mean, uh, so, but I still, I like, like Trump would give him a call and go, dude, this is nothing. Did you even buy people no, off? No, but, but the, the first, the first call that went out to him was in 2016 from Trump. Is the, the story behind the story. Oh, really? What happened? What did yeah. Trump tell him in 2016? Well, he, he endorsed Trump the last election. Oh. And Jerry Falwell and everybody was, he'd never, ever done any political endorsements previous to this. Hmm. And what is what the explanation that I heard, and keep in mind, the source for this was NPR, so it comes with a big bias. Sure. Um, that uh, it, there was a catch and kill, and I, I hope I'm getting the details right, on the story. It was actually him that was in on the thing with the young man and his wife, and he was getting his jollies watching that. Pictures surfaced of that. Trump's buddy, probably the guy at the National Enquirer, got it, did a catch and kill um, and Trump said, hey, do you want these pictures to show up in the inquiry or would you rather endorse me? Right. And oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. Is, so so that, uh, that's cool. Can you prove that? Or is, or is no, this just like that no, cure again, for COVID-19? You it, just made no, it up. It's, it's NPR. So you don't, they don't, they didn't well, cite it's NPR. A, uh, yeah. It doesn't matter. No, but they're, come on. They don't, you don't get to always get a straight scoop from NPR either. You get a straighter scoop than, than some of the other outlets. Yeah, I would believe that. Always on. Board. But anyway, I come back to like, I still, I was actually, I don't know why I was thinking about this today. I was like, poor Billy Bush. <laughs> well, he's working again, so he's not that poor. Yeah, but I mean, his career was basically erased for wow, almost yeah, four years. Collateral damage. Yeah. Just wow, for yeah. being in the room yep. when someone said something. Yep. And so, and again, with Falwell, I'm like, nothing I read about it sounds See, like it's, you know, it's his own. Now, now he, you're disseminating fake news, but because Zip, correct me if I'm wrong, but Billy Bush was just having a ball with these Trump, uh, you know, missives that he was putting okay. out. So, uh, yeah, I, I don't, it was, he was just sort of chiming in on the conversation along. it sounded yeah, yeah that's what yeah. it sounded if, like to me. if yeah. if i was on a bus with trump on my way to some pr event or something or other and trump talked to me like that i'd laugh and i'd i'd be like that's nah, not my place to say anything to the guy but that's really weird i'd, I'd laugh about how amazing it is that he believes that uh, that he has no standards and i'd come yeah. away and i might actually do things i'm not proud of which is gossip about him yeah so in a way, Billy Bush just kept it to himself. Yeah, I, I, I probably figured, okay, I'm going to cajole this guy. I need to have this guy in my quiver as a guest. Yeah, and he's a good get. So I'm going to, you know, I'm going to. Yeah, I think it was much more that than. Yeah. And chronologically, was that ahead of the Me Too outburst, or was that? Wasn't it just? It's about- a great question. I think it was. It, it all was happening around the same time. Um, I, I don't know the exact because they jettisoned him in a second. Yeah, he was, he was gone. gone. Yeah, yep. yeah. And it, uh, you know, maybe they didn't like him for other reasons. I don't well, know. He was I just starting. So. He was just starting. Yeah. Yep. All right. Uh, so back to COVID nineteen. Uh, there's a reinfection case in Hong Kong that's making the news today. And what is a reinfection case? Boy, have we yeah. all learned a little bit about viruses and yeah. immunity and T cells yeah. and antibodies and antigens? So uh, here's what happened. A 33-year-old 
who had contracted the virus five months ago right. tested positive again. Mm-hmm. But he was in a routine uh, test. He was part of a group. They were just all being tested. Mm-hmm. It's a routine screening. In his retesting, he has no symptoms. Right. So what the experts are saying is, this is how immunity works. He caught the virus again. The first time he had sore, sore throat, cough, fever, everything. And he caught it again, uh, but he's fighting it off and he has no symptoms. Mm. So apparently, and I never knew any of this. Like I always thought, like if you had the, you know, if you were vaccinated against the mumps, you just wouldn't get the mumps. Now I'm wondering, would you get a little bit of mumps, but they just wouldn't be able to, they'd be like the little engine that couldn't? Oh, this fall, you'll be an engine. (laughs) Trust me on this one, Bob. So uh, the other thing I've learned, because I did take a COVID-19 antibody test, and it came out negative. But But the time I had a sore throat and thought, hey, I might have a light version of it, was in April. Yeah. And Gestation so period. what I read was I, there's no way I'd still have the antibodies. So mm. I could have had it because I'm pretty sure Zip gave it to me at the Worcester oh. Home Show. <laughs> you know. Get off it. We were My shaking gosh. hands and hugging <laughs> strangers. Kissing babies, sneezing. And <laughs> yeah. Yelling and screaming at each other. We did a live broadcast on March loogies. 7th. It was the dumbest thing ever. You know, I went to a restaurant, we stayed at a free hotel, and, Mm -hmm. you know, the whole thing was, I mean, it was right as spread was happening. And for the first month of the coronavirus, I had this, like, little light sore throat. Never got bad. I coughed a little bit. And and I thought, I was was really scared for a few days. It's like, okay, is this going to get really bad? Am I going to have to go to the hospital? And then it like just went away, but it took like six weeks. What month? Uh, This would have been late March into most of April. And I was in California, got off the plane, and fell ill the next day for 24 hours. Okay. So you could have had a simple flu. Could have. Because that's when it broke out right about then in Washington and then moved down the coast when they didn't keep track of people. Okay, but what we've learned now is, because at first I thought, because everything I was reading says, well, if you have the antibodies, you'll probably be immune and we can test you for the antibodies. I was like, cool, we're going to have, people are going to test for the antibodies and then they're going to give them a backstage pass that says they, you know, they're (laughs) immune and they can go back to work. Get a laminate. Yeah, but that's not how antibodies work. Your body makes them when it needs them. And over the course of what they're saying now is three months, the antibodies go away. So, but that doesn't mean you're not immune. You have these cells called T cells Mm -hmm. and B cells. Have you read about them? I have actually. Mm -hmm. And the T cells, the B cells have all the information about how to make these antibodies. Mm -hmm. So once again, we have no way of actually knowing whether we're immune, whether we have resistance, whether we've and it ever keeps had it. Yeah. mutating as well. And and there are some antibody uh, screenings, like in New York City, that suggest twenty to twenty five percent of the population has already had it. Already, yeah. But what if that was fifty percent? 
And they well, just, then we have herd immunity, Bob. Well, <laughs> that's what I was getting at. <laughs> okay. In other words, we won't know how close we are to herd immunity. Like, we just don't have enough science on this. Oh, stop. You're Sorry, Dr. Fauci. It's okay. Read a book. <laughs> but there isn't. You know, we, we know that we don't know a lot. So another thing, I, I felt under pressure not spoken pressure, but just uh, a feeling implied. Yeah. that we should go visit our grandchildren sometime. And if you go on any airline website, they have all these slick videos about how they're taking care of sanitizing the plane. And they got all of this um, PR about how it's safe to fly. And when we yeah. watch a few of those videos, you kind of feel like, well, I'm a pussy. <laughs> I should just get on the plane. I and mean, you know a few people who do that, and the people who work and have to travel. They yes, put on a mask. Or they fly coast to coast. How do you guys feel about that? Not a chance. Not going to do it. Zip. No. Yeah, I, I think I'd pass. Just pass. <laughs> and so um, I agree with you guys, and here's why I've decided not going to consider it. Instead of making flashy videos showing a diverse group of flight attendants <laughs> spraying sanitizer, why don't you go to your passenger manifests for the last four months and track them all down? Track them all down and say 0.001% got COVID. It's safer than going to the grocery store. That's a great angle. Cause, it's yeah. a great angle. Yeah. So the they're reason they're not the, doing it? Yeah. I think it's too new. The tech, there's not technology that would make it simple, I think, to make that happen yet. Don't you think? Um, I mean, I don't think the, the airlines are so busy just trying to stay Hi, this alive. is Alaska Airlines. Listen, uh, can I have five minutes of your time? I'll give you a, a thousand uh, frequent flyer miles. You bet. What would you like to know? Well, <laughs> Did you get sex, Bob? <laughs> yeah. No, I, well, I mean, it, it would cost yeah. nothing. Yeah, and you should, you should be an airline exec is what you no, should No, no, no. If I'm an airline executive, I'm like the guy at Kodak who said we should make digital cameras, and they fired him. Yeah, because he he's making their product obsolete. Yeah, so in other words, someone had to have brought this up and someone said, uh, let's not do that. Let's make some flashy videos about and show the sanitizing sprayers. Yeah, sit down, There's Grimes. Your, There's your captain speaking. We've got a lovely video coming on. And we want you to sit back, relax, make sure your mask fits tight. I'm sorry about the people that are booked directly next to you and whose paper cloud you are relaxing in, but this is a pro for-profit enterprise after all, and I need my my retirement to be in, <laughs> in uh, good stead when uh, yeah. I leave this mess of an airline. Thank you. So, in other words, what they're not telling you is telling you. Yeah. And if, why do they have a disclaimer on the on the back of all the tickets? Yes. Yeah. And we already know that People who protested outside did not get sick. There was a big article in Time Magazine about this today. Uh, it basically says, look, all the evidence points to this being airborne. Mm -hmm. And by airborne, it hangs in stagnant air, which is inside. Yeah. 
people outside protesting literally didn't get sick at any higher rate than the general population. Or at Sturgis, for that matter. I don't remember that big oh, story where yeah. it was a super spreader. What the hell happened there? That's, yeah, there's I, your fake news. Well, I, mm. there are people who have gotten sick from it, but yeah, of course. Uh, is the number higher than it would have been? Disproportionately so, yeah. not so much that I yeah. could see. And so, uh, anyway, I keep reading this, and I have, everyone has to figure it out for themselves, but I'll tell you what you should be thinking Yeah, without having and, a cable news show. I'm just not, to answer your question about the airline thing, Zip, I think you're on the same page. I'm not into Russian roulette as a, as a hobby. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But if Alaska Airlines said, we flew uh, 964 passengers coast to coast in the last five months, we tracked them all down, and the number who got COVID-19 was somewhere around 0.01%. And that is the same number as the general population or less. Ideally, you want it to be less. Yeah. You know what I mean? You, you Basically, you, you come up with the, give me the real numbers. Yeah, but they don't do that. They don't, that's not what they, they're spin doctors. They, they're, you're not getting the straight poop yeah. because, you know, these are the guys that stopped serving peanuts because they want to save money. You know, and the other thing, too, I mean, who has not been on an airline when you suddenly you got a whiff of that recirculated air oh, at yeah. one time or another Oof. and you're yeah. thinking, woo, how many, where's this coming from? <laughs> yeah. No, uh, your, I, your luggage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really. All right. We've got an Ed Kelly bit here. He says it's not his greatest bit ever, but we're going to play it anyway. Uh, football films. The NFL is dealing with a string of false positive uh, COVID tests. And Detroit players. Too, yeah. One of the Lions. And uh, so the new production by Football Films shows how instant replay isn't only something the referees will use. Football Films presents After Further Review. Right now, the biggest test for NFL players is not on the practice field. It's in the medical lab. And a rush of false positive COVID tests could lead to a false start of the season. Who's administering these tests that can't get it right the first time? The referees? Just like how pass interference oftentimes isn't, COVID-positive tests are being overturned with instant replay. But it's not the head coach who challenges. It's the team doctor. Don't let a blown call ruin your season. If you're flagged for a pandemic penalty, challenge it. And with any luck, you'll be back on the gridiron after further review. There. <laughs> the Lions uh, didn't practice. I can't wait for football. It is the, yeah. it is the most, uh, it, it is the silliest sport to have during a pandemic. Yes, it is. But it, it'll, it. I'll still watch because it's once a week. Uh, okay, Amazon uh, is restricting reviews on Prince Harry and Meghan Markle's bio. After noticing unusual activity, hmm. the biography of Meghan Markle and Prince Harry was dubbed uh, in the first 10 reviews. Uh, visitors to the site said it was nonsense, a puff piece, and a bad teenage fanfic, which is fan fiction, right? Right. Reviewers urged shoppers to skip it. Uh, the largely sympathetic tell-all builds itself as an attempt to provide behind-the-scenes authoritative account on the couple's whirlwind romance, high-profile marriage, and their decision to step back 
as senior members of the British uh, royal family. Uh, so I guess people just wanted to jump on and pile on and do false reviews. Make Not like money. that's never happened before on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Mm. really is truly unique. <clears throat> so um, I don't know. I, I now look at all reviews on Amazon and online with some suspicion. Oh, they're so contrived. Half the time they're all written by the same person. You can tell. Frequently, I've seen on some reviews, uh, they're not even about the product that they're yeah. under. Right. Cut and paste and generic. So there is a comic I know who um, is uh, my direct dis uh, offspring. I'm not going to mention <laughs> his name. Andrew Rivers. Andrew Rivers. But when he was being a road comic probably four or five years ago, he was able to stay for free in hotels in exchange for writing great reviews. No he found it. He found this scam company that would pay for good reviews. Uh, they didn't give him money, but they gave him a room. That's, that's uh, And they didn't say it has to be a good review. They just said, here's your free room. <laughs> <laughs> and then looked for his name after he stayed. Yeah. Anyway, I don't want to mention his name because I don't want to get him in any trouble. <laughs> Hey, he's enterprising. Give him, give yeah, him a break. Yeah. Uh, Jerry Seinfeld is pissed off at somebody who wrote a viral essay claiming that New York City is dead forever. How dare they? Thanks to COVID. That's a good Jerry. New York's not dead. <laughs> give me a break. I can write too, you know. <laughs> uh, he uh, wrote an op-ed for the New York Times responding to hedge fund manager James Altucher who said, uh, feeling sorry for yourself. Oh, he said, feeling sorry for yourself because you can't go to the theater for a while is not the essential element of character that made New York the brilliant diamond of activity. It will one day be again. So there. Yeah. And he said, you think Rome is going away too? London? Tokyo? <laughs> these village? They're not. They change. They mutate. They reform. Give it a break. Greatness is rare. The true greatness is that New York City is beyond rare, you people. You people. Who are you people? <laughs> uh, I think that's good. And he's right, by the way. I mean, you know, Nero fiddled and Rome burned. And yeah. Rome is still is pretty much a good destination with some nice restaurants. Okay. <laughs> there's uh, a review. Yeah. Uh, sp Rome, speaking of voices A good destination do, with nice restaurants. Yeah, there's an Ozzy Osbourne yeah. quote in here. Okay. Ozzy Osbourne's getting political. Now, that's new. I've never seen him get political before. Uh, giving his thoughts on Donald Trump as the president and how he has responded to the coronavirus epidemic. Yes. It's giving you room, Ozzy. Hey, Ozzy. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, man. I'm a little late on, on the take. Okay. The outtake. So, hang on. Sharon! Keep it, keep it noise there. I got a mic You're going to need your F whistle for this one, dude. Do you, do you uh, am I going to need hang, I, I, Okay, yeah. <laughs> hang on, hang on. Okay. So bring me the F whistle. Bring me the get S whistle. <laughs> okay. F whistle. That's good. <laughs> so here's what, Trump, here's what uh, Ozzy says about Donald Trump. Go, Ozzy. If I was running for president... Uh, I would try to find, find out a little bit about politics because the f***ing guy got in there and doesn't know much about it, you know? I don't think. 
It's, it's not like anybody could be a fucking heart surgeon and just go with a scalpel. Uh, you, you, have to, you have to know what you're fucking doing, you know. <laughs> you're out of practice. Okay. I know. I'm, I'm, I'm old. Give me a fucking break. Uh, as far as his response to COVID, Ozzy went on to say. In my lifetime, okay, man, I've never known anything like this. And I'll tell you something else, too, Zimmy. It's getting worse, not better. Yeah, and this guy's acting like, like such a fool. Mm. I, mean, I don't really like to talk politics that much, like I said, but you know, but I've got, I've got, got to say, I, I feel, and this guy, this guy, you know, there's not much hope left. Yeah, maybe, maybe he's got a, a trick of his sleeve, and he's got, you know, surprise us all. <laughs> so I hope so. I hope he has. By the way, Ozzy's in the news partially because he's got an A and E biography uh, coming yeah, I out, do. and there's yeah. a trailer for it that's just been released. Uh, it's called, appropriately, The Nine Lives of Ozzy Osbourne. <laughs> <laughs> Comes out September 7th. Uh, Ozzy says he's a, I'll, I'll do you this time. You don't, you don't have to do it. Uh, uh, he says, okay. I'm a split personality. That's true. Ozzy Osbourne and John Osbourne is two different people. As a kid, I was afraid of everything, and so you crawl into your hole. Uh -huh. Wow. And when you do find a bit of booze or dope or whatever... You go bleep! I found it. That's it. That's why, 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 how I got started. Mm. That's nice. Yeah. <laughs> you think well, Ozzy? Now, it's, it's very boring. You think Ozzy's a total teetotaler? Teetotaler at this age? Are you he's kidding me? No, he's sneaky. He falls off the wagon so. Are you often. sure? Because oh um, yeah, I mean he Sharon talks candidly to Stern. Oh okay, so does, he does so, fall off yeah. the wagon at times. Okay. He has, yeah. All right. Uh, but I, God bless him, you know. Yeah. And she's like, no, Ozzy, you're my gravy train. You can't get high. I'll take half. So uh, you've heard of the various uh, dating apps on the web for different kind of people. What's the one for farmers? Oh, farmers I just only? heard about that on the news. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. There's one for farmers. There's one for different kinds of people. Anyway, there's a new dating app, but it's only for Tesla owners. What? <laughs> yeah. It's called Tesla Dating. The other's for testicle owners. Yeah. He, he, well, he's the guy who put it up said he initially put it up as a joke, but it got, okay. went crazy. And everyone, the Tesla owners were like, yes, I'd like to date That's other funny. Tesla owners. Yeah. Uh, so it's turning into a real uh, daily website. And much like buying a Tesla, you can pre-register now. <laughs> and they'll let you know when it's out. Yeah, right. Um, <laughs> either of you guys considering an electric car? Oh, hell yeah. I, I was thinking about a Prius, uh, but I wouldn't buy a new one. I'd buy a used one. I'd make sure the batteries are good. I do know how to change the battery in the matter. Yeah, we've it. talked about this. That's right. Okay, mm -hmm. so yeah. you're going to do it. Zip? Yeah, I probably would, except, uh, you know, my new 2015 uh, only has 70,000 miles. So I got a few miles to go. You got 10 more years, 15. Yeah, I'm going to say, yeah. take it to the grave. Seriously. <laughs> I know. Yeah. I was thinking this very, may very well be the last Your one. Last car. That's interesting. This could be the last car. This well, could we're, be the last car. We're talking about uh, putting up solar panels God and boy. getting an electric car so that we can be zero, net zero. Look at you. Other than what it costs mm. to, you know, make the car and right. what it costs to make the solar panels. That's a carbon toe print by comparison, isn't it? Yeah, I think yeah. so. No, we're thinking about it. We, we haven't hey, fully committed do a, yet. 
do a lot of people in your neighborhood uh, have solar stuff or uh, really, it is or very more com- wood burning well it's very common here because um you know a There's small right? a small home is frequently on 10 acres yeah so all you have to do is have a field with lots of sun and it's very tempting there are companies that will put it up for no money down Wow. And and then and it's sort of like a loan, but your payments are lower than your electric bills were. Now, do do they have the option in Vermont of selling the power back to the power company if you? Yes. Uh, so yeah. you can go two ways. You can be off the grid, in which case you'll need a battery, uh, right. you know, System. a whole power station, mm-hmm. uh, or you can sell it back. At, and and that's what we would do because batteries change every few years. Sure, they do. Yeah. And, uh, you know, if we do it, if we sell it back, like, here's the thing, selling it back to the power company, they can always change the rules. Yeah. Like when I bought it, it was like, you were going to give me this much, you know, 15 cents a kilowatt. Yeah. We were just kidding. Yeah. We were just kidding. (laughs) Now it's 12 cents. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, and next year it'll be not, you know, so I don't trust anybody. Yes. If they justifiably so take the money away, then, you know, maybe we'll do that. So. Anything that gets off, us off the teat of big oil, I'm for. <laughs> Which say again? I say anything that gets us off the teat of okay. big oil, I'm for. I thought you used the word teat. But I did. We're trying not yeah. to feed back and have an echo for our people, and so my headphones are down very low now. Uh, did we do I it? Did. did we succeed this week? There's no I feedback, so. right? I don't hear anything. It doesn't sound like it. Yeah. No. Um, no? You know the song Three Blonde Mi- Blind Mice? Yeah. 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 We're three deaf guys. Three deaf guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well. If you wear headphones for a living, it happens. You're going to have a lot of little hairs in your ear bowls. All right. So uh, we didn't have a comic today, but that's my fault. Ah, because okay. Christopher Titus actually called me after my son uh, said we'd like to have him on. So I'm going to go out on a limb and say I'm going to beg him to come on next Wednesday. And if we have Christopher Titus, uh, it'll be next Wednesday. And, of course, uh, Andrew will be with us on Friday. Very cool. And that's it for the Bob and Zip cast. Oh, one last, uh, one last story that leads into a twisted tune sure. involving a surgery uh, that did not go— oh, uh, not a surgery, uh, a woman in the hospital, that it did not go well. Uh, this story is out of Detroit, so Ed— Ed found it. I also found it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it reminds me of, it's just one of the worst things that can ever happen. Uh, oh, when, hell yeah. When a medical, prof, you know, professional makes the biggest boner ever. So this woman was 20 years old. She had cerebral palsy. She was found unresponsive at her home Sunday morning. Paramedics spent 30 minutes performing CPR. They declared her dead. She spent two hours in a body bag, still alive. Man, wow. The body bag got to the embalmer who opened it and said, It's alive! (laughs) (laughs) He's breathing. So the the first responders did an excellent job, apparently. (laughs) I wish this was a really happy story because she's still touch and go, and we don't know if she's going to make it, so it's kind of sad. But uh, I want to dedicate a uh, a song to this hospital in Detroit. And also, presumably, you've 
put that, you've blacklisted that hospital. You're not going to go there, right? <laughs> I didn't actually see them list the name of the hospital. Right. but uh, eh, That's a good question. Uh, critical dish. Oh, here it is. Sinai Grace Hospital. Oh, okay. Well, She's never been to that one. Yeah. yeah. So uh, in memory of that, uh, there was a story a number of years back where um, I believe it was Duke uh, Hospital um, cut off the wrong foot when they had an amputation scheduled. Someone came in, and you know how they write on the foot with a magic oh, yeah. marker? Yeah. yeah, but your left is their left, yeah. is their right. Anyway, this is wrong foot amputated to close us out. Bob and Zipcast with Ed Kelly. He got the wrong foot amputated. Amputated. Hey, you should have cut the other knee. Take a bow. He got the wrong foot amputated. Hey, hey, that leg was fine. You mean to tell me that this stuff happens all the time? Hey, this ain't my day. Okay, Mr. Johnson, I see you're here for the irreversible vasectomy. Well, we'll just get you shaved right here. This might sting a little bit. Amputated. Hey! You should have cut the other knee. Take a bow. He's getting pretty aggravated. Hey! That leg was fine. You mean to tell me that this stuff happens all the time? Hey! This ain't my day! My friend, we cannot keep this a secret any longer. Bob and Zip.